Hello, my friends. This is April 8, and I welcome you to my Songs and Stories podcast. Take a second today to subscribe, and you'll never miss another song or story. I dedicate this episode to my dear mother, Bonnie, who loves a good children's story. And I'd also like to invite all of you over to my website, april8.com, to download some goodies that go along with this episode Larkin and the Troll. I like to start out all of my stories with a special little song that goes like this. Oh, ye time-bound travelers, lay down your cares and rest your bones, and I'll tell you a fairy tale that I have come to know. And now it's time for our story. Well, if I were going to tell you a story, it would be about a boy named Larkin. For when he was born, his parents looked at him and felt that his heart was light and his mind was quick and sweet and that all the days of his life, he would wing right through, just like the little songbirds outside of the window on that fine morning of his birth. And so, Larkin it was. But even the most cheerful of children, no matter how much their parents want for them to be happy all of the time, even they have a hard day now and again. One cannot grow up always pleased, for without sorrows, how would one know what joy even was? And so there was Larkin, covered in mud, shivering at the back door, socks wet, rain boots lost in a mud puddle, and his raincoat who knows where. And all his mother could think of to say was, Larkin, you look like a wet rat. Well, Larkin explained to her, well, he tried at least, over the top of his mug of peppermint tea that she'd made for him as he sat by the fire warming up, that it was all on account of a troll. A troll, said his mother with a laugh. And when his father came home and his mother told him the story, he too said, a troll? And together they laughed and laughed and laughed. Larkin even wondered if maybe he had made it up because it did seem kind of crazy. But the next day, when he went back to have a look, there were large footprints with deep claw marks frozen into the mud of the riverbank. However, his rain boots were carefully placed at the edge of a puddle, and his raincoat was rolled up neatly inside of them, having been taken out of the branches it had been caught in. Larkin accepted this gift of return boots and raincoat, but he did check inside the boots' toes and the jacket's pockets to be sure nothing that could bite or poke or scratch was in them. There wasn't. He took a long look at the frozen claw marks again, and he shuddered, and then he rode his bike home down the middle of the quietest streets, keeping an eye out for anything that moved in the dim winter sunlight. He was startled by a squirrel on Chestnut Avenue, and a crow cawed out from the top of a hawthorn tree on Elm Street. But otherwise, all was peaceful. Caw, caw, caw. 
Larkin slept a little better that night than he had the night before, but he did wake up still thinking about his troll encounter. He thought long and hard about it, and after breakfast, he rode his bike over to his friend Mookie's house. Mookie's grandpa opened the front door. Good morning, sir. Can Mookie come out and play? And Mookie's grandpa said, Hello, Larkin. Mookie's out back collecting eggs in the chicken coop. I expect you'll find him there. Well, Larkin walked around the side of the house and he slipped through the backyard gate. It closed with a click, but Mookie didn't hear Larkin coming. Larkin could hear Mookie, though, talking to his chickens. Mookie was saying, Theodosia, I'm just going to change your straw out. You don't need to worry. Come on, here we go. Hey, Mooks, said Larkin, sticking his head into the coop. I need your help. Sure, said Mookie, waving Larkin in and handing him the chicken he'd been holding. Theodosia, said Mookie, nodding at the chicken. Well, Theodosia had black and white feathers and a red frill on the top of her head. Her bright black eyes looked up at Larkin suspiciously, but Larkin held her firm and pet her head just in the way Mookie had taught him so many times before. She settled in a minute, warm and soft in his arms, making happy little chicken cooing sounds. Mookie nodded in approval. Mookie started piling fresh oat straw into Theodosia's nesting box, and he said, So what's up, Larkin? What do you need help with? Well, Larkin was happy with his chicken, and suddenly he really didn't want to talk about the troll anymore. He really didn't want to get laughed at by his best friend either. Well, it's kind of weird, started Larkin hesitantly. Mookie didn't even look up from his straw. Just tell me, he said. Well, remember the other day when it was raining after school? Mookie nodded. Well, I was walking home and I got to the bridge on Kingsley Street. You know, the one that goes over the river there. Yeah, said Mookie. I was about to walk over the bridge and I heard this weird sound. It was raining pretty hard, so at first I thought it was just the river rushing. But then I looked over and this sounds kind of nuts, but I swear there was a troll down there. Mookie's eyebrows lifted all the way up into his curly hair. Like a troll, troll, troll? Larkin nodded. Yeah, a troll. Mookie frowned. What does a troll even look like? Now one of his eyebrows was way up and the other one was way down. I don't know why I thought it was a troll. That's just the word that came up. But it was big, like really big. And it was lumpy and grumpy and... Uh, I think it was singing. Larkin, said Mookie. Are you telling me you saw a giant singing troll on your way home from school? Uh, yeah, said Larkin, defeated. Well, let's go check it out, said Mookie, taking Theodosia back and settling her into her fresh straw. I gotta take these eggs into my grandpa, and then we can go. Get your bike. Minutes later, 
Larkin and Mookie were racing bikes over to the Kingsley Bridge. Look, said Larkin, pulling his bike up next to the spot where a huge footprint was still visible in the frozen mud. This is where I found my boots and raincoat when I came back the next day. Oh, wow, said Mookie. That's not nothing. Let's look around. Larkin and Mookie cautiously followed the path that led down to the icy water. The cold river was flowing fast after the rainy days they'd had. Okay, said Mookie. Tell me exactly what happened. Well, Larkin looked around and then he pointed. Well, I was walking on the sidewalk up there. It was raining, so I left my bike at school. I got to the bridge and I looked over because I saw something was moving. And it was this big troll thing, like the size of that giant rock over there. And it was singing this weird song and kind of dancing around. But that's when I slipped in the mud over here, said Larkin pointing. And then I slid all the way down the riverbank. He nodded. My raincoat got cut on some branches of those trees, and I ended up right here, Larkin pointed at a big mud puddle right by the riverbank. I'm lucky I didn't fall in the river, but my boots got so deep in that mud puddle that I couldn't get them out, so I was stuck. So you were right next to the troll. What did it look like? Well, it was sort of the size and the color of that rock over there. It's like gray and orange, and it was, I don't know, like I said, it was singing. Yeah, what kind of song was it singing? Like, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star? No, it sounded more like, like if a troll was cooing. Larkin felt silly saying that. Mookie gave him a look. Like the chickens coo, said Mookie dubiously. Are you sure you didn't hit your head when you slid down that hill? Asked Mookie. Yes, said Larkin. Or get mud in your brain? Yes, said Larkin. Are you sure it wasn't just that rock over there you saw and you were just all shaken up from the fall? I saw a troll, Mookie. It was right here, said Larkin, pointing. How did you get away from it, Larkin? Did it try and eat you? Larkin grimaced. I was so scared, all I could think about was getting away. I jumped out of my boots and I climbed up that bank in my socks and I just kept going until I got home. I told my mom, but she laughed at me. Well, if you think you saw a troll, Larkin, then I think you saw a troll, said Mookie, and he put his hand on Larkin's shoulder. Thanks, Mooks, Larkin smiled at his friend. But hey, Larkin, I don't see any trolls around here right now. You want to go to my house and see if my grandpa will make us some hot chocolate? It's cold out here. The boys climbed up the riverbank, past the frozen footprint, and picked up their bikes. Larkin heard a sound, and he looked back to see a lark swoop down and land on the big gray and orange rock that really did seem like it was the same size and the color as that troll. Maybe he did just hit his head and imagine everything. Hey, Larkin, talking about rocks and all that, 
Did you hear that somehow someone moved that really big rock that sits in front of the Village Green Park? Somehow it was sitting right in the middle of Main Street. Nobody can figure out how it got there. They had to get a big crane and a bobcat to put it back in place. It was on the news. And the boys rode off on their bikes. But now, if I were really going to tell you a story, dear listener, it would be about an old troll. A troll so ancient that at some point over the years and centuries and millennia, this troll had slowly turned from a howling, grouchy old curmudgeon bothering all manner of man and beast into a cold, still, gray and orange rock. And as time passed, a small, lovely village had grown all around him. A stone bridge had been built over him, and birds landed on him, and green grass and wild flowers grew at his stony feet as he stood on the banks of a meandering river. But every now and then, when the wind shifts to the east and the temperature drops to just so, when the rain falls at exactly the speed of a beating dragonfly wing and the clouds are just the same shade of gray as the fairy queen's cat, well, when all of these puzzle pieces fit perfectly together, the troll awakens. And since he is an old troll, and it has been at least a century or so since he's had the vim and the vigor to threaten billy goats or scare wizards, he wants none of that. What he wants in his still-as-a-rock life loneliness is to see his dear troll wife. But where is she? He cannot find her. He calls out to her, but to no avail. All he can do is to sing their special troll love song, the one they used to sing together when they first fell in troll love. Now, I will try to sing it for you, dear listener, but I'm not sure I can do it any justice. A troll song, well, it is quite something. So let me see. (coughs) Okay, I think I have it. Here we go. There, that was pretty good. Well, anyway, he sang for his wife, but she was just so far away. For his dear troll wife had become quite a magnificent rock herself in her old age. In fact, so lovely was she that they moved her beautiful rock from the river bank where she had been by her dear troll husband's side. The workmen had come with a crane and a bobcat and a dump truck, and they had picked her up and moved her several blocks away to grace the entrance of the village green park for all to admire. So sing he does, this ancient troll fellow, But all that happened is that a boy, why, a boy just about your age, falls down a steep muddy hill and lands almost on the troll's feet. Well, that won't do. Get up, boy, thinks the troll. You can't be down here. 
I don't want my wife to eat you when she arrives, for she'll be mighty hungry. I want her to sing with me. And the boy doesn't stay. Why, the troll has never seen anyone scramble up a hill so fast in all of his troll years. But the boy has left behind something in the mud. Oh, it looks like these things that humans wear on their feet. He thinks they're called boofs. The troll picks up the boofs and climbs up the riverbank, digging his claws in to keep from slipping in the mud. And here's a raincoat caught in a tree. Hmm. Well, the troll rolls the raincoat up and sticks it inside the boofs. And then he climbs back down the riverbank to look for his wife. And then he sings his song again. You don't really want me to sing that song again, do you, dear listener? And he waits. But as the troll waits for his wife, the wind shifts again and the rain slows and the clouds part a bit and turn a softer shade of gray and the sun slips through and our troll, our dear troll, falls back into a deep, sweet sleep. A lark lands on his troll shoulder as he dreams of chickens and hot chocolate. Snip, snap, snap. My tale is all told out. Thank you for listening to the April 8 Songs and Stories podcast. Subscribe today and never miss another story. Now, the very best places to follow me and my dog, Roxy, are on Instagram at April 8 Songs and Stories and on Facebook at April 8 and on my blog, april8.com. And that 8 is always spelled out E-I-G-H-T. Please share the April 8 Songs and Stories podcast with your family and friends and take a minute to write a review to help other parents find these stories for their children. Until we meet again, remember, I love you and you are wonderful, just as you are right now. La, la, la.